Good afternoon and welcome to Find Your Sparkle with Jen, where you'll be inspired, informed, and influenced. I'm your host, Jennifer Stewart, owner of Jazz Potential and creator of Find Your Sparkle. And today I am extremely excited to have with me Elsie Morden, who is a singer, songwriter, also the creator and founder of No Time for That, which is a nonprofit that is fighting against bullying. Now, Elsie, you and I met, actually, we were talking about this a little over two years ago through mm -hmm. um, a concert where I was one of the hosts and you were one of the performers and we <laughs> clipped right away. And we've actually been trying to get together for a while now. <laughs> so I'm super excited to have you here. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to finally be here. <laughs> I know. It's like life is so busy, even with all of this craziness going on. Life has still oh, been extremely busy for, for a lot of people. Now, before we get going, I just, I have to give you a couple of accolades about Elsie <laughs> because Elsie has been nominated and received tons and tons of awards. And the most recent one is the Atlantic Business Magazine Top 30 Under 30 Award, which is pretty impressive. But just to give you Thank an you. idea of, of really who Elsie is, you know, she's gotten outstanding Canadian awards, 150 Leading Canadians for Mental Health Difference Makers Award, Premier's Healthy Living Award, Global Citizen Award, Volunteer Local Hero Award, and lots and lots of great awards and nominations. How does it make you feel when someone, you know, to, to think about that because you're so young, but yet you've accomplished so much. How, do you, how does it <laughs> Thank make you, you feel? So much. Um, it makes me feel very um, fulfilled that I'm able to actually make a difference and make an impact. And I mean, awards are amazing and you know, they can make you feel good, but at the same time, they're not everything. And like, there are a lot of work, like awards that you know, maybe sometimes I think like, oh, I wish I could get this one and I never get them um, or awards that I get. And I'm like, how did I get this? All of these amazing other people should have gotten this award, you know? So like awards really aren't everything as much as I appreciate them. Um, what really means the most to me and what, what I find even more fulfilling um, is the impact side, like I was saying before. So although awards symbolize that impact, it's the actual impact that that makes me feel something and it's you know getting a message from somebody saying that I'm their inspiration or telling me that I changed their life that's that's what really is fulfilling for me <laughs> so we're just kind of symbolize that but do you know what I mean though it's like the icing on the cake right it just it just yeah. validates what you're doing that you are making a difference Elsie like <laughs> You know, this Thank is you. you're, you're living a, a great life and you're making a huge difference and an impact on so many people. So I want to get into talk about that. Let's let's get into talk about how no time for that came to be, because this is really part of your story about, you know, growing yeah. up. So give us a sense of, you know, what was it like being Elsie as a child and growing up? Because it wasn't <laughs> always fun. No, it was not fun most of the time. <laughs> um, growing up for me was really, really difficult. I, um, I always struggled with a lot of different things and I never understood why. I always felt like I wasn't good enough and I always felt like I didn't belong and I always felt like nobody really liked me. I, I really just felt alone um, a lot of the time and I moved around a lot. My parents moved around for a lot of different reasons. We had a house burned down in a forest fire. Like there were just so many reasons that we always moved around. And because of that, I was always the new girl at school. I was always the new kid. And I think just having to start over so many times mm -hmm. and like try to make new friends, um, that was really difficult. And then um, I was bullied a lot growing up for several reasons. Um, I was left out, I was called names, forced to eat sand. Um, I have really curly frizzy hair, as you can see. Um, and I was called the mop for it. And there was this one time that um, a group of girls actually cut my hair off. And I just, I really became insecure and very self-conscious about like everything. Um, and then going to high school. Sorry, when you first remember being bullied, like, do you remember when did that first start? How old were you? Yeah, so I was in elementary school. Um, when I really like, started to be impacted by it. It was about grade three, um, like grade three and grade four. Um, that's when I really started to 
um, have like negative thoughts about myself because of the way that other people made me feel and because mm -hmm. of the way that other people are treating me. Um, so when I, when I look back grade three and four is kind of when I really started to be impacted negatively by it. Um, and then it continued into when I was in high school. Um, and when I went into high school, like I had the mindset, like, okay, I'm going to fit in finally for the first time. Like I'm going to have friends. I'm going to be popular. Um, and I really set out to make that happen. And in the process, I completely lost who I was. I was trying so hard to impress everyone and, you know, just be this person that wasn't me. And I, because of that, I really struggled with my mental health. So I was, you know, really suffering with anxiety and depression. And at the time I didn't know what was even going on. I just, thought that something was completely wrong with me. So I was in a really dark place. And then um, all the things that happened in high school, um, rumors were going around. And I lived in, at that point in time in a very, very small community. Um, and I ended up getting punched in the face by a girl that I didn't know from a neighboring small community because of rumors. It was after I got punched in the face that, you know, I realized like, I can't keep living my life this way. I can't keep you know, pretending to be someone I'm not, I can't keep purposely doing bad in school to try to fit in like all of these things. And um, I was kind of in this place where I didn't want to be around anymore. But at the mm. same time, I was just so like, I was so upset that people could treat other people like that. And that other people could just watch it or like know it was happening no, and do not anything. do anything like right. it just made me so like upset like I don't I don't really get mad I just get like very emotional about things um right. and I think that's really where like so much of my passion came from where I just like needed to stand up to this and I needed to speak up because I went for so long not standing up for myself and not speaking up for myself or for other people that were also struggling. And I just like, I had to do something about it. I found music. Like I, I really always connected with music my entire life growing up. Um, and I think music, honestly, like I can honestly say music saved my life. Um, mm. And I taught myself how to play guitar. Um, my dad had a guitar laying around the house and I just started writing down like all of my thoughts and my feelings and my emotions, everything I was going through. And I put together my stories and my experiences and then these songs I'd written about it, which I honestly never really intended on writing. It just like kind of happened. Came out. Um, yeah, exactly. And I started emailing schools in my rural Manitoba area at the time. And I was in grade 12, I was 17. And uh, it was the fall of my grade 12 year. So I was only in grade 12 for a couple of months. And um, I just started emailing schools being like, hey, I have this story, I have experiences, I have some songs, can I come and speak to your students? And just let them know that, you know, if they're feeling alone and hurt and misunderstood, like they're not the only ones, they're not alone. And like, there's hope and it can get better. And, you know, just, like let them know that it, it's good to be yourself and you know to follow their dreams and to never give up and I uh didn't get any replies <laughs> I was like so devastated um but then finally I got a school that was interested and I went in and I spoke to the students uh, it was a group of grade five students it was very informal like a very small presentation and I had students coming up to me at the end just like crying giving me oh. hugs telling me that like they didn't like realize how hurtful they were being when they would like you know call someone a name or leave them out and that they weren't going to do that anymore or telling me that like they wanted to be themselves now and that like they weren't going to let other people bring them down and they were going to do those things that they wanted to do in life no matter what anyone said and like i just like i started crying because <laughs> i had all these kids just like looking up to me and giving me hugs and telling me that i inspired wow. them and i was like I have to keep doing this. Like, this is my purpose. Like, this is what I need to do. Um, so wow. I ended up homeschooling myself mostly for the rest of grade 12. I started traveling throughout Manitoba. And then when I graduated or after I graduated from high school, that's when I started branching outside of Manitoba. Um, it's been several years now. It's actually been like eight years, which is oh <laughs> so long, gosh. but on and off. And um, we are now a registered Canadian charity. No time for that. And we have worked with over 600 schools across Canada, coast to coast, free of charge, educating and empowering you. So 
Oh my golly. You know, (laughs) that is, that is such an incredible story. And it's just actually, you know, so inspirational because bullying, I mean, you hear so much about it, but you hear that bullying is like a zero tolerance and that's just, that's not true. No, what did, can, can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's, you know, that's something it's like a false sense of security that some people have that there is no tolerance for bullying. And, and that's just not, obviously it's not true. What I wish you, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, no unfortunately, it seems to be an ongoing battle. Um, but the important thing is that every day there are people who stand up to it. And I think that the more people who do stand up to it and try to actually make a positive difference, the better. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's what no time for that's trying to do. I mean, we have no time for bullying, (laughs) you know, it's kind of similar to saying like the no tolerance thing, but I mean, I think, I think the more people who really do take a stand, the better. But when I went through bullying in school, I mean, there were so many times where, you know, stuff would happen and it would keep happening. And I was in schools that, you know, said, oh, we have zero tolerance for bullying. But like, I don't know if I was very unlucky in the schools that I went to at the times that I went to them because I moved around so much. But like, I never got to see a performer or a presenter or somebody like inspiring come in and talk about it. Like I never got to experience any sort of presentation where somebody that, you know, represented me and what I was going through. Like I, I never had anyone I could, I could relate to. So I, with the you no know, time for that tour, I really just wanted to like be the inspiration to kids that I never had when I was growing up. And it's also why it's offered free of charge because I went to a lot of small schools and maybe they didn't have presenters come in because I didn't have the budget. So it's like money is never going to be a barrier for students to get that inspirational message. But I, I really think that more people definitely do need to take bullying seriously. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people brush it off and they're like, oh yeah, like we have zero Tough tolerance enough. for bullying, but like, you know, that happens. Kids will be kids, whatever. But it's mm-hmm. like, no, like this is actually very serious and it affects people very differently because some people like maybe some people are strong enough or are just that kind of personality type where, yeah, they can brush things off, but other people, like, for example, me, I'm very sensitive and I'm a very like highly emotional person. Um, And just like my personality type, like I do take things to heart and like, I do care a lot. Um, So yeah, some things will hurt me more than other people, of course, but like bullying is very serious. And like when it escalates and when it keeps happening, it can significantly impact somebody's self-worth and somebody's mental health. And it, it'll carry on into your adult life. So when people are like, oh, kids will be kids. It's like, no, that's not the right way to look at this because this can have serious effects on somebody's entire life. Their and whole life. Their whole exactly, life. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to have a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue (laughs) with Elsie's fantastic story. We'll be right back. You're listening to CIOE 97.5 FM. Welcome back to Find Your Sparkle with Jen and welcome back, Elsie. Now, just before break, you were talking about, we were talking about schools and the no no bullying, uh, no tolerance and how that's really not true. And, you know, how people kind of excuse it and they make excuses and they say toughen up and kids will be kids. But we both know that, that that's not true. And words matter. Words cut. Words, words stick with you. You know, I, I didn't get severely bullied as much as you did but I can tell you that there are things that impacted me well into my adult life that I'm just starting to deal with you know in the last few years that happened in elementary school that happened in junior high and it 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 is hard I mean you know for, for and I'll give you a quick example um when I was when I was younger, people would say that I had man arms and that I had hairy arms. So for years and years, I would wear, I would cover myself. I would be super, super hot. And when I turned 40, I'm like, you know what? This is so ridiculous. I'm like, I have anxiety if I want to put a, a tank top on or if I want to put, you know, show my arms. And that is absolutely ridiculous. But it took a lot of work for me to get through that and to get past that, to be able to, and I still have to, I'm still very well aware of it. And that's, you know, this is stuff that happened in elementary school and I'm a grown woman. So how have you, um, you know, reframed things and to help yourself to get through some of these things that you were bullied about? First of all, I just wanted to say that those people didn't know what they were talking about. You have beautiful arms. I can see them right now. (laughs) 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 And 
I'm very happy that you that you are wearing a t-shirt and that you are like not letting those people and those words bring you down anymore and hold you back from being you, you know? Um, I think that's like, same thing with, for me though. Like, for example, my curly hair, like I wear my hair natural hair. now. I, I <laughs> Thank love you. your hair, it's so beautiful. <laughs> but like, I went years and years never showing my natural hair, like never showing my curly hair. Cause same thing, it was just like in, like it was just like in my head that like I couldn't wear my hair curly cause nobody would like it and it was ugly, you know? Um, so yeah, words are very powerful. And and a lot of the time students will even ask me, they'll be like, what was the worst thing that happened to you? Was it when you got punched in the face? Um, Cause like my front right tooth is fake and I have like wires in my mouth and all of these things. But it's like, no, actually like it's the words and it's like the emotional and the mental side of things that mm -hmm. still carries on with me. Cause it's like when I'm biting into an apple or I can't bite into an apple, I have to cut an apple to eat it. It's right. like, yeah. I'm just used to doing that. It's like, whatever, like, I don't really think about it. But then it's like, yeah, when I see my curly hair, sometimes I'm like, hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's just, it's very different. And I think the way that I deal with it now and the way that I have kind of overcome that is just like other people's opinions can't define me. Like other people's opinions aren't who I am. I'm who I am and I need to own that and be proud of it because I'm me, um, you know? And, and just like, if people don't accept you for who you are, then that's their problem. Like mm -hmm. then it's their loss. And that's something that I know it takes a lot of work, but once you can let go of what other people think, it's so freeing and it's so empowering. And once you like actually live your life for you and not mm -hmm. other people, like that's when you like really like live. Do you know what I mean? That's, so it, it's, oh a, it's a constant struggle. Absolutely. It takes a lot of work and it's every day, but, but yeah, I think that's really what you just have to try. Um, and sometimes they'll be like, setbacks and you know you'll have those days or those moments where you're doubting yourself or like you're not feeling your best but I think at the end of the day you just have to try to do your best um and just try to be happy with who you are because once you do let go of other people's opinions it, it is very very freeing. freeing totally freeing to let go of other people's other people's yeah. opinions that's for sure so when you think about you and your your mission and what you do to help with your self-care for instance because it yeah. is you're absolutely right it it's not something that just comes naturally all the time. You have to, it's a daily thing, right? A daily thing. So can you give our audience a typical, you know, what do you do to help keep you in check? And how do you know, and some of the things maybe that you've, you know, that you had to really overcome in order to get your mindset right? Yeah. So like I said, it's kind of a constant struggle and you always have to work at it. And for me, I'm still healing from a lot of things and I'm still figuring out how to cope and how to put those supports and strategies into place. I'm a very curious person. And one of the things that I've been really focused on is just learning more about myself, um, learning about my personality, what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are and how to better, um, I guess, like maximize my potential and my productivity and just everything that I am and just really own who I am and understand it um, and understand maybe like why I react to something the way I do. Um, so that's something that I've been really working on um, through like leadership coaching and also through therapy. Another thing that I really do is yoga. Um, I didn't start doing yoga until two years ago. Um, yoga changed my life <laughs> um, and very much helped me. Yeah, um, obviously like music, um, that's like yes. the big thing. And like, whether it's like listening to music, writing, performing, just playing guitar, piano, um, music. Um, and then also just like talking. It is so, for me especially, um, talking about what's going on is so important and finding people that, you know, can listen and people that can support you and not judge you, but just mm -hmm. like be there for you. Um, so having those um, positive supportive people um, in your life is really important and surrounding yourself with people who uplift you and, um, you know, want to see you do like do your best and want to support your dreams. Um, people who just like really understand. So that's also something that's really important for me in my healing journey and, you know, coping with all of the things that go on. I also like, I wear this ring every day. It's a karma ring. So it's like, if you put out like good vibes and if you put out, um, like positive energy, then that'll hopefully come back to you. And I also wear this necklace every day um, and it says never give up on it. Um, okay. So I, yeah, so that's a really big thing for me too. And I have like positive and inspirational quotes and messages 
um, or just things that like make me feel like uplifted or, or good, um, whether it's like in my office, in my apartment, on my phone. And I save every single message that a student or anybody in general sends me like any sort of email or text or direct message comment on like an Instagram post, whatever it is, I save every message. And sometimes when I'm feeling really down um, or discouraged about something, I'll just like go through the messages and be like, this is why I'm doing what I do. Like this I is am making why difference. this matters. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely so. incredible. So let's just change gears a little bit. And we were talking before we started, we were having our little catch up session and you were talking about getting back into really digging deep into the music and writing and performing and playing yeah. again. <laughs> you've been you've been really focused on on building and and making no time for that where I'm looking for to be able to stand on its own because you're your hands on there right in so it's been taking a lot of time so let's talk a little yeah. bit about about that shifting and and you know where you are with that and then going into the music part of it because that's exciting it is it's so exciting for so long I've just been yeah like channeling everything into growing no time for that so we can you know increase our impact and I am so excited that you know things are finally falling into place we have an amazing incredible team of people now that are helping out and and we can I think finally get to that point where I can go back to focusing on my music it's been a long time since I was in the studio it's been a couple of years since I put out a record so I I have kind of like the concepts the artwork figured out I have actually my problem right now is I have too many songs so I'm trying to figure out which oh, songs wow. are going to be on the album um but yeah figuring out now plans to record my second record um just figuring out like where when and how um i have a show coming up i'm really excited about that at the carlton on april 29th i'm opening for a new band called pillow fight so that's going to be so much fun um yeah i just i'm so excited to be heading back into music this past year has been like i say year as in like like the past 12 months <laughs> um has been really hard as a musician, as an entertainer, as an artist. Um, I've Definitely. spent literally my life, like from the time I was 17, when I started the No Time For That tour, I've spent every year of my life like on tour, traveling, doing performances. Like, wow. so for the past 12 months, like to not be on the road, like it was so hard for me. Like this past, like, and, and I know all, creative like people in the music industry entertainment industry in general like we were really hit hard by that because like it's our life you know to like yes. travel and play music for people and connect with audiences so yeah the past 12 months it was very very hard and what I did to get through it was honestly just like focus on the behind the scenes focus on the back end where it was like okay what do I need to organize what do I need to work on so that when I can go on the road again when I can record my next record I can just like hit the ground running so I've been I've been really just building 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 awesome I love that so let's talk a little bit more about what's the future for for you and for no time for that and Elsie yeah. more your <laughs> songwriter what was what are your aspirations oh I have so many <laughs> um right now like I'm gonna kind of like build up so right now um with no time for that we actually developed virtual programming um, during these times. So that's something that we're really working on and that I'm doing. So I'm um, delivering presentations virtually right now, um, awesome. keynote speaking and performing as well. So right now we're actually looking to grow and build the No Time for That virtual tour. Um, so if there are any schools out there that are looking for a very user-friendly, educational and empowering um, presentation, um, as well as like educational materials and resources, um, please get in touch with our charity, No Time for That. We are looking for more schools for the remainder of this school year and also going into next school year um so the virtual tour is a big thing um and then for myself just continuing to do uh keynote presentations continuing to work with the charity to increase our impact um my music like i said i'm hoping to record my second record really soon um when we can go out on tour again definitely want to <laughs> go out on tour do more touring my goals and my dreams and my aspirations are like really big like I want to you know be at the Junos I want to be at the Grammys I want to be performing in stadiums around the world I want to you know I want to have a book out I want to have this charity be an international organization I want to you know just be able to grow my platform to the level where I can just be making a huge 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 difference like that is what excites me the most about this and everything that I'm doing is just to be able to be in a position where I can actually positively, you know, 
inform, inspire, and influence people. So that's um, that's really what what I'm what my goals and my dreams and my aspirations are is to just do as much as I can and just grow everything to the point where I can just yeah have a really big impact. Oh my golly, I absolutely love that, and there is absolutely no <laughs> question that you're well on your way because you have you're impacting people already. But my final question for you, and you kind of answered it, but if you could summarize what makes you start. How do I sum? I'm so bad at summarizing. <laughs> I'm so I'm so passionate. About about so many things, but I think um, what makes me sparkle is seeing other people sparkle. I love it. That's perfect. I want to thank you so much for being here today. It has been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. To thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't wait to see you face to face sometime soon, hopefully. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but we will connect again. You're listening to CIOE 97.5 FM and we'll catch you next time. And remember, go out and do something that makes you sparkle today and every day. Bye for now, friends. Welcome to the bonus section with Elsie. And we were, just talking, we were just talking really quickly. And um, Elsie had mentioned that there was a big part of her story that she didn't get to talk about during our interview. So I want you to basically just explain what we were just talking about Elsie, because this is really, really important because mental health is a huge a huge huge thing and um you know it it really impacts our lives and lives around us so I'll let you gonna I'm not gonna let you take over now yeah first of all I just wanted to say that I really enjoy having a bonus section <laughs> I'm that kind of person that like when there's like the opportunity to do like a bonus <laughs> section or like answer the bonus question on the test yeah. I'm like all for it <laughs> yep. <Pick> me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah um yeah so I found out two months ago that I have ADHD I was formally diagnosed with ADHD and it was kind of a life-changing moment for me because I realized like so many things that I've struggled with throughout my entire life just like made sense. Like it was so validating for me to like get this diagnosis because I've always felt like I couldn't do things the same way that most people could do them or that I didn't think the same way that most people thought. Um, growing up, like there were so many times where like I would be so hard on myself or other people would, you know, make me feel bad for things. And I just, I didn't understand why I couldn't do something or why I did something the way I did. Um, so to get this diagnosis, is just so validating. And um, I actually had my anxiety diagnosis and my depression diagnosis updated by the doctor to reflect that um, a lot of my mental health struggles throughout my life have actually stemmed from having ADHD and not knowing and not having any supports in place for it. So over the past couple of months, I've just been really trying to understand that more um, and just really figure out, you know, how can I better cope with having ADHD? What supports do I need to put in place? Um, what can I do to, you know, better maximize my productivity and all that kind of stuff? Um, but it's just, it's been very, very eye-opening and I really want to bring awareness to it because, you know, as somebody who, um, you know, is neurodiverse, I, I, like, I realize now, or neurodivergent, I realize that, you know, there are so many other people out there who don't realize that they are, that are probably also struggling with this. Um, so I think it's so important to bring awareness to it because it's extremely underdiagnosed and very overlooked in girls and women. So that's yes. when you, so one of the things that pops into my head about this is the challenging, the challenges of getting in to see somebody to be yeah. diagnosed. And that is it. And it breaks my heart to think about how many people are actually suffering in silence because they can't get the help. And it, so I'm, I'm really, I'm so happy that you were able to get in and, and get a diagnosis because so many people are, are stuck in limbo. And like you say, wondering what the heck is wrong with me. So when, when you got your diagnosis and you sort of, I, I can imagine you were kind of putting pieces together throughout your life. Where, what was oh, that yeah. like for you? <laughs> it was, it was kind of an emotional roller coaster. Um, I imagine, first of all, I, <laughs> wow. yeah, I was, I was very grateful to, um, have had the opportunity and the ability to, to actually go see a doctor about it. However, I was on the wait list for like three years to see I was a doctor ask, here. That's a long time. Yeah, I moved to Nova Scotia um, in 2016 
the summer of 2016 and I didn't get a doctor until like last year. Like, mm. So it, it took a very, very long time to actually get a doctor here. Um, I'm very grateful that I do have one now um, and that he was understanding and was able to talk with me about ADHD. Like we did like, um, like tests and everything. And um, yeah, it's like, it's definite. And, and the way that I kind of found out about it was uh, I was talking to a few other people um, just business connections and also one of my friends who are diagnosed with ADHD and have it. And I just kept being like, sounds like you're describing me. Like I struggle with that too. Like I, I feel the same way. And then, you know, I just in having enough conversations and I started researching it and I was like Googling like all the things. And then I started following like a lot of like ADHD accounts on social media. Um, you know, people who actually have ADHD that talk about their experiences and what they go through. And I was like, there's no way that I don't have this. Like I wow. for sure have ADHD. Um, and then yeah, I got my diagnosis and it just, it really did change my life. The emotional roller coaster finding out though was like half, I'm so happy. I know what's wrong with me now. Like this right. all makes sense. I'm so validated. And then the other half was like, what oh do my we do God. now? Like I've gone my whole life like this. The playing field has never been fair. All of those times that like I was upset about this thing or I was made to feel like shit for this thing or whatever it was like, it wasn't even my fault. Like I had no control over this and things like, Oh my God, you know, like that, you know, grade 12 provincial English exam that I still to this day beat myself up over because I didn't finish it in time. If I knew I had ADHD, I would have been given the time to finish it. Like, <laughs> what? Right. like, like so many things like that, where it's just like, Whoa, like this is actually, it, it's, it's so, um, ADHD really impacts the day-to-day -day of someone and for me especially like I I'm really good at masking it um but it really impacts me every day like in everything that I do um and you know a lot of the times when I was growing up people just thought like oh she just talks a lot or oh she's just gifted in school um or like oh she's just a perfectionist like whatever like all these things but it's like no I Label. actually have ADHD <laughs> Lots of labels. I mean, with, yeah. with with everything, I think that as a society, we're pretty good at putting on labels. If we just removed all oh, of yeah. those, started treating everyone as though they're people and be kind and loving with everyone. Exactly. Right. You know, think that that's that that's the biggest thing. What kind of tips can you give to people who are experiencing bullying because we forget sometimes that there's adult bullying too i mean it's you know it's it's old age that we think about strategically it's it's always historically been in schools where we kind of focus it but there's a lot of adult bullying that happens too does your do, does your organization dip into that at all or do you see that maybe that might be some place that you might go in the future yeah a little bit um our primary focus is youth um but we definitely do talk like for myself specifically like outside of no time for that i do a lot of keynotes for adults and like for organizations or for like um just groups workplace whatever um so like i definitely do like my own keynotes to a lot of adults the charity's more focused on youth um i think there's definitely room to explore uh doing more like with the charity we do some community sessions um, so for example, we'll like visit a school during the day and present to the students there. And then in the evening, the charity will do a community presentation for like more of, of the staff, parents, uh, anyone in the community that wants to like attend and see the presentation that we give to youth. Because um, a lot of the messaging is actually, it's pretty universal. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't really matter like what age you are, it's still relevant. Um, and that's kind of I mean, like the good and bad thing about it, where unfortunately, you know, it does continue in life. Um, yeah. Or maybe, maybe, maybe an adult's not necessarily experiencing bullying, but they were bullied when they were a kid, and you know, there's still that things that they need to heal from, or they didn't realize how much it impacted them, or they can just relate to it. Um, so it, it is, it is pretty um, universal. So all ages definitely are impacted by it um, in a positive way, like our presentation and you know my story and what I do, but. Um, I definitely think that for me, um, I, like I've experienced adult bullying as well. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not something that I talk about as often because I am so focused on the youth side of everything. Um, but definitely with my keynotes, getting more into talking about adult bullying because I have experienced it. And, um, and like, I'm, I, 
I'm the kind of person where I always don't want to like say too like I, I okay I say too much in the sense that I talk a lot but I also kind of hold back where I don't want to like you know step on any toes I don't want to cause any problems I don't want to um like upset anybody or anything but like Wait. I'm at the yeah but like I'm at the point where it's like no like you have to just like speak your truth and stand up to anyone it doesn't matter you know how big that person is in the sense that you know like they're in a really um like big power position and they're a really important prominent person but it doesn't matter like bullying isn't okay and even if somebody is in a very powerful position it doesn't give them the right to treat other people poorly so yeah i'm starting to to talk more about the adult bullying that i've experienced um and one of i think the biggest um things that happened to me um the charity i was like we kind of a couple of years ago went through this like um i guess like phase where we were really rebuilding still um trying to figure out you know who was on the team figure out where everything was going and i unfortunately just you know ran into some people who just didn't get it they just didn't um they just weren't the right people and it kind of became this bullying situation where there was a person in a position of power that I really wanted to look up to and I really wanted to be inspired by. But unfortunately, it almost became like this really weird, ironic situation um, where this person was bullying me and I didn't know what to do. I kind of really struggled with like imposter syndrome. I like right. questioned everything that I knew where it was like when because when somebody who's so powerful and is look up, looked up to by a lot of people is making you feel so terrible you question everything where you're like but this doesn't make sense because they're supposed to be this good person so why do i feel so threatened by them why do i feel intimidated why do i feel bad about myself why am i scared like what is going on you know right um and when that person tries to like just yeah make you doubt everything that you are and who you are and doubt everything that you've accomplished and it, it was a really really hard time for me but i realized you know like oh yeah, adult bullying is real and it's not okay. And I, I kind of connected it to what I went through growing up and I'm like, oh yeah, like I have no time for this. Like this is not okay. And um, right. I was able to thankfully stand up to that and um, just, yeah, had kind of that same fire that I had when I was younger being like, oh, like I can't let this happen again. Um, and even though the person looked differently in the sense that, you know, it wasn't somebody in high school in my classroom, um, it was somebody in the business world, an adult. So yeah, it is real, and um, it's really important to to stand up to it. I can so go how on for a long feel, time about this. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. How did you feel when you when you finally stood up to that person, and what was the? How did the the situation end? Yeah. So I was very anxious about it. Um, I didn't know what to do, but I knew I had to do something. And um, I reached out to a couple of people and um, just explained the situation and was very validated by it. Um, and it really came down to like, am I going to let somebody else that really doesn't know me that well, um, and you know, tell me who I am, who I should be, what I should be doing. And um, you know, just, just diminish everything and all of my accomplishments and, and what this charity has done and where it could go. Somebody who, you know, didn't see the potential. Um, am I going to let them really, you know, control things and win? It's like, no, like, absolutely yeah. not. So, um, yeah, it was just a matter of, like, having the conversation and just being like, I'm really sorry, but like, I, like, this isn't working. And, it's not right. I need to keep doing this and I can't have you, you know, hold me back anymore. Um, and I don't know, mate, like, I don't know if they'll ever understand. And obviously there's always two sides to every story and they have their reasoning and I have mine, but it's like, I know I need to stay true to who I am. And I know the importance of no time for that and the impact that we make. And I just know how, how much potential it has to really change the world so that's what i'm focusing on and what i've learned whether it was the students that bullied me the people that bullied me when i was growing up or even people you know as an adult now in the workplace and just in life what i've really learned is that like sometimes you can't necessarily change mean and negative people or like negative experiences but 
what you can change is how you're affected by them. And you just can't, and you just can't let them bring you down. So since that time where it was actually a situation where, um, no time for that almost didn't exist anymore. Um, it was almost completely shut down, um, as an organization and I fought for it. I didn't give up on it. Every single person in my life, like Jen, every single person in my life just told me to give up on it because that's how hard of a situation it was. Every oh single person. Oh my God, are you serious? I'm serious. That's how, that's what the situation was. And I just oh. couldn't, I was like, I cannot give up on this. So I no. fought for it and wow. I got, I've won, I got control back. And now the charity is doing better than it's ever done. It's bigger than it's ever been. We have an incredible group of people that are a part of it, an incredible board. Um, we have a huge, amazing group of volunteers. We have our first like staff person now. Like it's like, it's doing so incredible. We have a virtual tour happening right now. Like there's just so many opportunities and so many incredible things happening. And I just didn't give up on it and I didn't let people bring me down. And I just, I hope that anybody listening or watching this right now, like don't, let people tell you that you can't do something like believe in yourself because you can do it and like just never give up <laughs> like, that, is the, you know what, yeah. that is totally the best advice because so many of us have been in similar situations where you know those people that you really want to support you yeah aren't and you know you feel like wow really like geez i just really want you know can't what's going on right and yeah. it's just, you just really want those people close to you to to be as passionate and to to see what you can see so i just have to applaud you for staying so strong and for fighting for no time for that because that's definitely definitely your baby and you're passionate and i mean and everyone knows and the impact that you can make so i think you know when when you think about why that happened maybe that needed to happen for you to yeah. to take that stand to say you know what no this is happening this is happening now and it's time to to get big and and I me mean, now look right so you're in a completely, I know. A completely I know. Different, different space now so that adverse that adverse situation opened up I think I don't know. I feel like it, you know, it really helped you to, to realize that, you know what, this is my passion and it is making it a did. difference. So, yeah. Screw it completely <laughs> did. <It's> happening, right? <laughs> yeah. Like 130%. And that's kind of how I look at everything where it's like everything, it's like a stepping stone. Everything leads you to, you know, like where you are now. And I always worked so hard, but like, I've never worked harder in my life. Like now, um, you know, and like, I don't, yeah, it, it really did just open up so many more opportunities and it led me to, you know, meeting with all the incredible people that I now know that are now on my team and like, right. all, like, yeah, it really did lead to all of this and just really figuring out exactly like where it's going and, and it allowed me to, you know, get all of that behind the scenes stuff in place. So yeah, as unfortunate as it was, just like the stuff that happened to me when I was younger, as unfortunate as it was that I went through that, you know, that I had to experience being called the names I did, that I got punched in the face, all of the things, like it ultimately led me to where I am now, being able to make an impact and help and inspire other people. And like, at the end of the day, I, I as weird as it sounds, like I wouldn't change it, you know? No, I, you know what it does, it makes you who you are. I understand yeah. you, I mean, I get that. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens to people and, you know, that's probably if you were to start from scratch, that's probably not the way that you would design your life. But <laughs> no. knowing, right? <laughs> knowing that all that crap has happened really has made you stronger and has made yeah. you who you are. Just like all my crap is the same. I mean, I wouldn't be, <laughs> I wouldn't be the same person without that. So, you know, as hard as it is to go through those challenging times, it really does make a difference when you do come out on the other side and I think learn the lessons like that's the other part is it's different if you aren't learning along the way but when you're learning along the way and you're making a difference and you're adjusting and you're you know you're really getting to to know yourself right and who you are and that's a lot of times we forget we forget about that part and staying true to yourself. So I'm really, I'm really glad that you didn't give up. And, and I, I know you. that, this is, you know, it's a huge, it's such a huge 
I think for anybody listening, when you get in a situation where things are looking down and dismal and you're not sure where to go and it's easy to give up, that's the thing. It would have been how easy would it have been for you to throw the towel in and sort of succumb to, you know, what everybody around you was saying. It would have been, it would have been really easy. How, how hard was it to stand up for yourself and to keep going? And then, you know, that payoff at the end. Yeah, exactly. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You just summed that up really well. (laughs) I just, you know, it's, it is, it's so, but it's so true. I mean, and, and you never know, you know, the ripple effect is huge. And when I think about bullying, you being bullied and, you know, things that happened, different things that happened to me. And I think, you know, how many people along the way are impacted just as the, you know, the, the good things, but what did, you know, what can we, what can we learn and how can we grow and how can we keep growing and how can we impact people in a positive way? You know, those, like, I think back when you were talking about, you know, those kids in grade five that were coming up to you and hugging you and stuff and how much difference that you made in their lives. And, you know, how many bullies did you impact that day? And, and do you impact every time that you do a speech and every time you do a presentation, it's not just the people who are being bullied that are hearing you, right? I mean, they're, they're hearing you and there's, I know that they're, they're feeling some relief that other people can relate, but how many bullies are you stopping in the tracks? That's, I think, that's, that's huge, huge. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you never know what someone's going through. So it's just, it's so important to be kind all the time and just respect yourself and other people. So I, I definitely know that, um, that yeah, my message and my story does impact everyone, whether, you know, they have been bullied or they were bystander or they were bullying someone else um, and, you know, hurt people hurt people. So a lot of the times the bullies are struggling with, their own things or maybe something at home um and they can relate it that way too so yeah it's just it is the most it's healing for me it's incredibly rewarding um and and just so incredible that that i am able to reach so many different people yeah oh my god i love it absolutely it's absolutely fantastic and forgiveness i think that was the word that came into my head yeah forgiveness that's a huge a huge thing because it's not going to do any good for anyone if we keep that stuff in. So have you been, how have you been able to manage and navigate forgiveness? Yeah. So I'm actually like, um, I used to think that it was a fault of mine and like a bad thing, but I am probably like the most forgiving person that I know, like, like where other people would have like, um, you know, like maybe they'd give someone like two chances and they're like, nope, done. Like never again. I'm like, okay, like, you can get it this 200th time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm very forgiving. Um, anybody that has ever done anything to me, like I, I honestly forgive people right away because I'm like, obviously this came from a place of them not understanding something or this came from a place where they're hurting on like inside and it's just being projected at me or whatever the situation is. Like, yeah. So I think forgiveness is very important because like I was saying, like, you know, you never know what somebody's going through. So sometimes when somebody maybe does come off as rude or maybe is being mean to you or, or does something and you're like, why would they treat me like that? Like maybe they're dealing with something on their own and they just didn't know how to, you know, positively um, deal with it. So yeah, forgiveness is very important and just love. I think um, a lot of, this is something that I've been like really focused on lately, especially is just like the importance of love and not just in like a romantic way, but like right. just, putting so much love out into the world um just like to everybody it's it's just so important like we need connection we need to feel loved we need to be supported and i think when more people can you know kind of get past the fact that you know love can be more than just romantic um Absolutely. I, I think the world will be a better place so oh my golly i love that i'm like i i, I totally agree with that and my mission one of my missions is to basically be like love, just send that love and light <laughs> and sparkle out there to everyone, right? It feels, yeah. You know, you, it feels so much better when you feel good. I know. And when right? other people feel good because you made them feel good, it's like the best thing. And then when everyone's feeling good, like it's just like so one fulfilling. Of, <laughs> I know one of my favorite one of my favorite quotes by Dr. Wayne Dyer is if you when you're faced with 
a choice to be right or kind always, or when you, oh, wait, 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 has to go. When you have a choice to be either kind or right, always choose kindness. And it's always a choice. And that's one of my favorite, it's kind of like a, a, a motto that I have that, you know, I, if I'm feeling frustrated and that pops into my head, it really does help me to get grounded and to get centered again, because I mean, I'm perfectly imperfect. <laughs> and have, you know, we all have our ups and downs. And I think that getting better at acknowledging and really, you know, knowing yourself and knowing, you know, okay, okay. Just being aware and think, oh, you know what? Okay. Maybe I could be a little bit more kind today. Or why does that even matter? Right. It's just, it's all about like you said, being loving, showing the love, generating love, that yeah. kindness to everyone. <laughs> I'm like the, the altruistic person that would love. I just want the world. I just want everybody to get along. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. Um, just get so, along. Just love everybody. <laughs> everybody listening, watching right now, um, we challenge you to be extra loving today. Um, when you're listening, maybe, you know, reach out to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while or somebody that's in your life and just think about, you know, how you can really show that you love them and appreciate them. Oh, I love that. We're going to, what can we call that? The challenge, the love challenge, show the love. What do we, wait, let's find a hashtag for that. What do we want to be, what um, hashtag do we want? I don't even know. Um, love <laughs> lots of love um share the love, <laughs> share the love. i don't know um i don't know share the love show the love share the love, love. we'll do a few we'll do a few in there. i don't know i'm a I very indecisive person i can't choose a hashtag on the spot like this jen <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> but i love that though we'll do that and i think that that's a super great challenge so everyone i love that Go out and show more love. Be more kind. Yeah. Show more kindness to people. Compliment someone. Exactly. I love. That's one of my favorite things to do is to, to compliment someone sincerely, especially if it's a stranger. Yeah, because it's it's always it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, and even just smiling at people like yeah. makes a big difference. Like like literally, you, like you could be walking down the street or like in a cafe or whatever, and you just see somebody and you can tell that they're just like thinking about something or they're stressed about whatever, and just like smiling at them like with your eyes too and just like trying to like transfer like whenever I like think of it I'm like how can I transfer some of my positive energy to this person and make them feel better and like all like almost every single time you can just tell that like it's received it and that they like feel better yeah totally it, you know what that's so true I mean we think about our energy fields right I mean we can we can yeah. definitely reach a lot of other people oh my gosh we could talk for hours is yeah. there anything else that you <laughs> Anything you want to say um, before we go? I think just be yourself, follow your dreams, and never give up. Never give up. That's amazing. No matter what <laughs> anyone says, never give up. Never, ever, ever give up. There's so many great examples out there of people just like you who never give up and have an amazing, an amazing result. I want to thank you so much again for being here. It has really been a lot of fun. I <laughs> thank have you. Loved I loved our time together. I loved catching up. It's been way too long, way too long. But I, oh my gosh, I'm looking forward to seeing you perform live soon. Me too. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah, I get out in the circuit. But thank you again. And um, we're going to say goodbye for now. And thank you, everyone. Remember to go out and do something that makes you sparkle today and every day. We'll catch you soon, friends. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye. Bye.